I love that ad. I love that ad. I love that ad. So hello and welcome to a very special episode of I Love That Ad. We have the amazing Gemma Gilmore, a business director in Spark Foundry, as our as our special guest. How how are you doing, Gemma? I am great. How are you guys doing? I'm doing good. Uh, and before I get accosted by my uh, my lovely colleague Shane, Shane's also here, uh, returning <laughs> returning regular. How are you doing? This Shane? was a joke that you did once. You forgot to introduce me, and I did accost you on the podcast. And now every time you present and we have someone on, you make a big deal of it, and I you make forget. me embarrassed. I'll never forget. I'll never forget. <laughs> I'm uh, doing very well. Thank you. Great. Hi, Gemma. It. Welcome. It's an honour to have you, Gemma. Sorry, sorry, we had to air our dirty laundry there in front of you. Um, okay. Every time. Lover's, lover's tiff, it's fine. Every fine. time. It's fine. I, I, I hear you've been dying to get on the podcast. Uh, you're a big, big fan. I've been dying to get on the podcast, but I've been dying to get um, one of these cups so or mugs wherever you whatever you call them from your regional places but i'm delighted with that so thanks so Gemma has just shown uh, everyone there are uh, very exclusive i love that ad mugs that you can only get as a guest on the show or through some of our exclusive competitions we run on our socials so treasure it with your life Gemma. uh yeah, not to overstate it uh, but it's 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 quite valuable i don't even have one <laughs> someday <Shane. laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't even have one <laughs> so it's okay <laughs> so Gemma I heard did I hear last week that um, Aaron was saying uh, you compared us to Love Island I compared you to Love Island yeah is that oh did I hear that did I the, the, in the sense that you watched the teasers but never actually watched the show Oh, sorry. I was thinking that you were wearing inappropriate bikinis going around the place. Sorry. We didn't um, think we posted those videos. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> check up. And in 2021, those bikinis are appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> we can, yeah, we can yeah. flaunt it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, I do. I love, I mean, you add a bit of crack to link, LinkedIn, to be honest. Um, so it's always good to have a bit of crack on uh whatever social media channel you're on but particularly linkedin when everything can be very serious and you sometimes need a bit of a breather so i do love the short clips um i do i haven't watched all because you i didn't realize how many different or many podcasts you guys had um because i've listened to a couple of them obviously the ones with my media pals like carl Kavanagh and such in so you're cr- um, you're cramming before you came on this episode is what you're saying i mean i did in the leaving certain that got me through so I'm gonna that it's a proven technique it works it, it is if the shoe fits. <laughs> yeah exactly no but it's great i think the podcast is brilliant and it's great to see you guys doing it i think everyone loves it well thanks very much and it's great yeah. to great to have you on and and uh, i think it kind of reminds us why we're doing this in the first place that you know, physical meetings aren't aren't too abundant uh, in the last uh, year and a half. So, having a space that we can we can have a chat with, uh, with with people about great ads is is I know it sounds a bit nerdy, but it's it's fun and it's what we like. Yeah. So it's great to have you on on the podcast. And uh, yeah, will you tell us what what topic you've picked for us today and what what we can expect to to look at? Um. Yeah. Sure. I decided to um continue my um. I, I mean, I said you guys had a bit of crack and a bit of fun to uh, back into our world. So I decided to continue on that, but veer off towards weird and wonderful. So I thought I would maybe look at some of the um slightly different ads, ones that you kind of go, that's a bit odd, that's a bit weird, but I somehow and for some reason want to keep watching, and 
that's a great re or that's a great outcome for any agency that someone wants to look at it even if it is a weird or wonderful or whatever because no one wants to watch your ad it's the most expensive ad you'll ever make <laughs> so why not make it weird and why not make people want to watch it even if they don't like it at the end or they don't really know what they think about it at the end yeah so that's my theme today great great theme great. very um difficult one to pull off for a for a creative agency yeah weird and wonderful yeah so yeah. It's like as in like if you're going weird yeah. you have to commit and if it if it falls flat it'll, it'll yeah. it you know defeats the purpose so but when it when when you when it pays off when it works then that's what that's when you get the massive payoffs yeah i think so and i think one of the examples we're going to look at um that brand has has committed to it and they now have the authority to go very strange and very weird and it's nearly expected of them mm -hmm. to have a strange creative and if it was um just showing the product in a normal um environment people would be slightly disappointed like i love the bravery when it comes to stuff we talk about this a little bit on the podcast about trying to use humor from going from sentimental to trying to use humor in advertising and how much we prefer that and we think the swing is going back to humor but weird then is another segment within humor mm. off to mm. its side do you know what i mean it's that kind of people are either going to get it or they don't they'll either appreciate yeah. it or they don't once again which so if if going for the less safe humor option when pitching in a room is brave going for the subsection of weird for the sake <laughs> of being weird is super brave which i love i love an ad that makes you for whatever reason replay it even if you're yeah. like i don't know what this insurance mean, brand is mean trying to do, like to do here but i need to watch that again you know what i mean because uh, i just think weird is so underrated and it's such a difficult thing when the amount of chefs involved with an awful lot of creative campaigns or just campaigns in general and they're trying to find a direction and the amount of research groups the whole point of weird is it's different it's not it's not like everyone else so most people in the room aren't going to come up with that idea most people in the room won't get that idea that's what makes it weird. So to get a weird concept across and get it to actual campaign out there in front of eyeballs must be the most difficult thing in the yeah. entire world. And I think it's whatever about, as you said, one of the brands we're going to look at, they kind of are expected of it. Well, that's fair enough. That's now their identity. But I imagine the first one, the mm. first weird campaign they pushed out, I'd say they had to. Because I think when we had Mark Delaney on, we were talking about the, the Cadbury's Gorilla which yeah. was kind of similar to that and talking about how they had to pitch that over and over and over again until eventually someone bought into it. And it Someone's was on the same frequency of that yeah. offbeat humour and, and, and goes for it. Like. Yeah, yeah. And I think we even found that ourselves when you have an idea, even if it's weird, but you like the where it came from and it stands up, whereas you forget about the idea because to say it gets rejected or whatever. And then... Mm. A, you write it down and then a couple of months later you're like do i hate that yet and if you don't hate it you're like we should probably <laughs> we should probably try and make this happen so i'd say these are all just uh weird ads are just ones that just don't leave people alone when they come up with it you know and are these kind yeah. of ads you like yourself Gemma? Do you, do you kind of respond to weird ads a bit more than just your regular so i either love them or i hate them and respect them um, and I think that's okay because just because I don't like them, it's still, I've still noticed it. Mm -hmm. I still kind of thought about it. I still probably remembered it. And it, it's just jarred at me for a reason, but it hasn't 
it hasn't jarred at me in a dangerous way that's made me dislike the brand or whatever it's just mm. the ad itself um but I think that's really interesting I think it's good to keep looking at things that maybe you struggle with understanding or you're not 100% on board with but there are there's one in particular that I do love and um, that we're going to show today um and again that's just because of the commitment um and I'm a little bit biased as well because I I did a little bit of work with them as well but I do love it oh, so lead us in cool. with that ad so what, what, what's the ad um so the ad is skittles um now it's not one ad although you you obviously have one as an example but they have a huge amount of different ads that all follow the same theme a of weirdness and we're going to see one example but then the second is that they have the same consistent tagline so it's something the rainbow tastes the rainbow so it might be duet the rainbow rock the rainbow with steven tyler um so they always have that um continuous or they always have that standard tagline at the end that you know ties it up really well but the creative is weird it's wacky but actually when you pick it apart it's very consistent in terms of the colors um the the themes so you know you always have those skittle colors in the background um you'll notice the minute you see it even for the products uh there you know it's a skittles ad and mm -hmm. that's why i love it because they don't need to play the whole ad for you to know it's skittles and that's that's when you know it's a brilliant ad yeah okay, okay great well we'll have a quick look at it and then we'll, we'll, we'll delve into it properly you're acting so funny what's wrong billy i should probably tell you this isn't just my complexion. My doctor says I have Skittles pox. Skittles pox? Are they contagious? I don't think so. Contract the rainbow, taste the rainbow. It's, uh, I like that. That's funny. I was just checking the year 2013. I was like, if they just came out with that last year, Contract Rainbow. I was like, that would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I just think it's hilarious because of everything from the kind of monotone mm -hmm. um, to it's kind of disgusting. She's picking up the Skittles that's meant to be yeah. acne and eating it. Um, but uh, I obviously, you know, really appreciate that they have a redheaded person in it and, um, you know, being one of um, those uh, few special people. But I just think it's a brilliant ad. Um, and as I said, that's Contract the Rainbow, which is very relevant uh, today. But they have um, another ad, you know, where a guy is milking a giraffe and Skittles are coming out as he's milking it mm -hmm. on a beach. Like, it's just bizarre. Yeah. But um, wouldn't, wouldn't you love to be a fly in the wall for the writer's room to yeah. wonder what they're ingesting to, to come up with that kind I'd of say, stuff? I'd say it's not Skittles. Um, yeah. Definitely not. <laughs> um, but I love that. So what I love, I'm just looking at the original, it's like an after school special from the 90s. Even the mm. acting, it's like trying to warn you off taking drugs. And even the fact that they're just standing there rigid, like their body language is just everything bad about acting. And it's yeah. like, yeah, as you said, the monotone and it's just because that is kind of common in I, I don't know if it's it's the style that Skittles kind of do sometimes when they're not doing mad stuff like giraffes. If they're setting up a premise, it could be a boring office before something happens. Mm. I think there's you know, the one where your man touches stuff and it all changes the Skittles. Yeah. Um, they like 
make the world really bland and then the skittles bring all that color into it so they really pop and i think they use some like if i'm looking at this it looks like they've got some kind of nd filter on it that really kind of sucks the energy out of the shot until the skittles are introduced Mm. um but i just think yeah it looks it looks really cool and like skittles are they're sweets they're you know what i mean they're it's it's great it's like it's like all the all the different concepts feel like someone's fever dream stitched together it's like if you were gonna have a dream it's like oh god i dreamt that skittles were my my acne i dreamt yeah. i was on a beach milking a giraffe and it was had skittles <laughs> and it just feels like someone in skittles had a big fever dream wrote it all down and they're just slowly introducing them yeah all. but no it's cool it's it's like how what i love about it is it instantly makes you think about skittles you just think about yeah. where the brand could go and it's not particular, which is funny because it I wouldn't consider Skittles an adult sweet, right? Or a child sweet, but it's definitely not necessarily child focused advertising, mm. but the colors and stuff would make you seem so. I don't know. I just think that they're really weird, which is amazing. Yeah. And it definitely, as you said, they, they it, it draws your attention. Everything they physically, like everything they do on screen draws, draws your eye and draws your attention. Um, yeah and it, and it is a sweet and as you said it's not a children's suite or yeah. an adult suite and we need to be really careful with that in terms of what we can do in advertising mm. but the humor is definitely adult yeah um mm. you know um the innuendos the kind of tone the yeah. um as you said that behind the is it bleachers the, the bleachers bleachers, yeah. bleachers. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah behind the bleachers that sort of old school thing that um, you're used to seeing in old movies and things. So the the everything about it is very adult. Mm, yeah. And, and and on that point again, it, it is a sweet. So sweets mm. should be fun. You know, they yeah. they, 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 they yeah. should be fun ads, you know, and, and uh it's 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 it matches the product in in a unusual but but really nice way. Um and yeah. I, I think their consistency throughout every execution over over the many years, I think it, that's that's the big thing to applaud them for more than just one or two executions i think is mm. is, is, is very hard to do and it also you know these are big global international ads that sometimes are that can be really difficult mm. when you're trying to um bring it or launch it in a local market but all of these ads lend themselves really well to doing local activations and kind of cool quirky ones um media and non-media mm-hmm. so it allows the local agencies to i guess connect with local audiences much much better um, and bring a bit of fun because skittles is all about the fun as well so i love that that it's not just a generic ad that local agencies need to activate yeah no, completely that was a great one to, to kick us I, off with just quick one there i'm gonna be controversial and say i prefer sour skittles to skittles and not the american sour skittles that are coated in sugar i hate them (laughs) i like our sour skittles over here i just do i'm just putting it out there i know it's probably not popular opinion but it's no uh, i do i do like and the the red and purple ones yeah um they're unbelievable (laughs) unbelievable big fan of those yeah yeah, Yeah. 100 (laughs) percent. this is making me want to have a pack of skittles I know we should have had Skittles. Advertising works. What? What? Top of mind. What? Yeah. Oh, getting uh, the old media in there. Fair play. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to your next one, Gemma. So, can you give us a, a bit of a, a lead in to the next one, and uh, then we'll have a quick look. Um. Sure. So the uh, next one is certainly weird. Um. Uh. Wonderful. Uh, 
up for debate. Um, again, I think it is wonderful because it's weird, but the um, powers that are um, the heads of international advertising agencies might disagree. Um, it was entered in Cannes. Um, it is from Nivea. Um, and essentially, um, to put into one sentence, it is a drone um, disguised as a seagull that flies around beaches and poops sun cream on people. So, um, again, as somebody who really has to look after making sure their sun cream Stop. is, Stop. Uh, you know, at a certain level, I, I'd appreciate it. I'd pre- and I also thought it was quite relevant from an Irish point of view because of our goal issues in Dublin. You're doing a bit on us like in mid podcast. I can't wait yeah. to see this. Okay, hold on. Let's throw it up. Right. And then let's we have a look at it. the pooping drone seagull. <laughs> Everybody understands the importance of sun protection. Except the ones who need it most. Mm. Our kids. The solution parents who drop it or a bird that drops its load <laughs> just when you thought you'd seen it all Nivea gives us this a seagull that dumps See what I did there? Sunscreen on people lacking UV ray protection. No, this is not a joke. It's actually part of the company's Care From The Air campaign. This seagull actually uses advanced technology to target people getting sunburned. And then it squirts Nivea sunscreen from the sky. This advertisement was also entered into the Cannes Film Festival. Critics called it the quote, stupidest thing they've ever seen. <laughs> I always thought getting dumped from a real bird was good luck. That's what my mother told me. <laughs> so maybe it was to stop me from crying. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. What will they think of next? No. The stupidest campaign they've ever seen. <laughs> that's, that's, inse- that's insane. That's insane. And it is definitely weird and wonderful. I find that weird and wonderful. That is mental um in a in, i don't even know i don't even know if i like it or don't like it i haven't mm. decided yet i just i'm still perplexed that they did it um i it's it's just it's just mad what <laughs> i feel like at this stage they might as well fill water balloons with sunscreen and run around and just pelt people with them like it feels like yeah would that have been as natural as a seagull flying around, though? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, no, I know. I get it. I, I, like, yeah. I, I, <laughs> and I, the, I, the point of view camera from the seagull looking at the child who's like, oh, <laughs> like the movie Birds. It's, like, yeah. it's like a David Lynch yeah. film. It's like, turns out seagulls poo can save you. It'd be like a Black Mirror episode. Like, oh, God, <laughs> don't go there. <laughs> and the sound effects of the squirting noise when, when it shows it. <laughs> it pooping like yeah. there's there's so many bits going on here i d- what? okay okay <laughs> so i i once again yeah weird and wonderful yeah definitely weird and wonderful um i guess my here's an actual question about it do did they just do it f- did they actually try this there was it just for the video did they actually try it on some beaches or do we know 
did they do anything? I think they did because they would have they entered it into yeah. Cannes as far as I know, so they would have had to have some results. Um, but I mean, I I just think of it in terms of what the rest of the guys in their category were doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you think of all the other ads that there are for their category, um, it's mad. It's absolutely mental. Yeah. But fair play to them. Yeah. Oh, I'd yeah. love to know. I'd love to know how much it costs to build a drone, um, as a seagull. That poops sun cream. Like just, and and the fact that they said that they had so they obviously had um, thermal imaging camera in it. Mm. Now, it's obviously tell if someone's getting sunburned. So there's my assumption was if it went above a certain centigrade, then they'd they'd attack them with Nivea poop. That's literally <laughs> what it is. Is they're attacking them. They're, it's they're an attack like, drone. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna squirt some 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 shit at you. <laughs> but you you unsolicited. <laughs> <laughs> literally no i'm allergic to sun cream please don't <laughs> um yeah no yeah. i respect i a hundred percent whatever whatever about the campaign the fact that they did it mm. demands respect the fact that they did that made a case study video so like there's i don't it, know if it does like no i, mean, I love does. out there campaigns as like as much as the, the rest of them but I, that, that even might be my limit is unsolicited seagull poo something <laughs> coming in from the air. And no. if it wasn't for the can mention, I would have I would have bet a lot of money that that was just an April Fool brand brand joke because oh, it's yeah. that it's that mental. That's that's the only way I can describe it. Yeah. I no, I I disagree. I think uh, Gemma's good point is what everyone else is doing in the category. So even the fact that they they definitely got additional um fucking uh impressions based on people reporting about it so people like it's gonna have gone somewhat like people have gonna seen a bit of thought about it so if maybe the goal was to do something out there weird and wacky and just get people to realize that they're not covering their kids in sunscreen but they, like, they've you know done I mean? they've done great activations over the years they had they had magazine print ads where you could pull out uh little wristbands for your kids that had a uv monitor on it that would go a certain color if the uvs are a certain Height. I think they had like a doll as well for your kids at the beach that the doll would go a certain color. And now they have you... a pooping seagull drone, Aaron. Why yeah. are you putting limitations <laughs> on Nivea's creativity? Okay, UV protection, UV protection. <laughs> and they went, whoa. <laughs> UV protection. Yeah. I, I think they maybe, when you look at, um, if we're going to talk about can, if you, when you look at all the ones that have won a can, they have the seamless... Mm-hmm. um journey and story yeah. that's very natural and very easy to follow and something jars in, in this example so they just maybe haven't gotten something quite right mm-hmm. maybe it's the overall booming they, they jumped the shark when it comes to but, account campaigns in this one yeah yeah um but again you never know what that you know the guys who worked on that or the guys who developed it you never know what that's going to inspire them to do next so i think it could be a really good learning exactly for anybody i think the story would have been oh sick of getting pooped on by seagulls we fed seagulls uv protection and now their actual poop will protect you from the sun (laughs) it'd be something like that but no i i I love it i love the fact that they did it regardless of can not thinking is successful or anything i can't think loads of good stuff isn't successful but um so i don't think they're the they like they they decide on what they want to reward award as opposed to what necessarily as you said that could spark off an idea um in in um 
that creative team's mind and like yeah maybe can just didn't get it didn't get what they were trying to do so i think i think it was definitely weird and definitely wonderful that is the weirdest thing i think i have potentially ever seen paid for by a huge brand and i love it <laughs> great a great selection uh for many a reason uh Gemma. Uh, <laughs> so uh so to round out the episode then what's uh what's your your third and final ad so um, my third and final ad is going back to um, confectionery. You're going to think that, well, I suppose it is lunchtime and I am a bit hungry, but um, we're going to go to the world of Oreos. So um, this was um, by a, a German agency who I'm going to struggle to say because I struggle with the English language already, but it is Jung. i did french in school i can only it's okay i'll put it up Uh, on screen everyone don't worry (laughs) great 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 um yeah apologies for that um but essentially it was in the middle sorry it's at the end of last year and just for a little bit of context, so Oreos, um, their brand essence all about being playful at the time in the u.s it was the pandemic protests um the election, everything was just a bit mad. So stress, anxiety, it was all just a bit mental. And one uh, fan tweeted them and, uh, or it didn't even tweet to them, just tweeted saying that on top of everything that's happening, an asteroid was coming towards the earth and could destroy Oreos. Obviously could destroy everything else, but she was uh, particularly concerned that it might destroy all the Oreos in the world. And what were they gonna do about it? So Oreos decided to take action and build a vault um to protect all the oreos okay that's it great let's uh, look let's lash it up here now i think it yeah i think we can see it from here i suppose let's see yeah there it is our spot's better because it's higher and if the asteroid hits lower and the water you know yeah that will be safer for sure Yes, this asteroid is real. Uh, asteroid 2018 VP1 will pass Earth on November 3rd. Sometimes I'll check Twitter just to see what people are saying about Oreos. On October 3rd, I came across a tweet unlike any I had ever seen before. It said, asteroid coming for Earth, who will save the Oreos? I've been in the cookie business for 22 years. I've never had a challenge like this. Then we heard about the Global Seed Vault. They store all of the seeds for humanity in case of a huge disaster. I received a call with a strange request from Oreo uh, to build a, a vault that works just like the global seed vault. But instead of having two years to construct it, I had to be finished within 30 days. I'm thinking more about the, the door uh, because the door is, uh, oh, sorry. Yes. Okay, now we can, yeah, but no, we can, I think, don't, don't touch the model, please. But I, for fun, the model, go on. Do I enjoy my work? Uh, yes, because it's important. I'd hate for the world to, to lose Oreo cookies. It's a, it's a big responsibility. Quick, but uh, gentle. <laughs> okay, gentle. I do think about failure, but I think that I will not be a failure this time. We were, we were gonna build it here, but it doesn't matter. This place is, is it's nice, but it's also played out. They even have a parking lot here. 
so excited. I haven't seen it since they poured the concrete. Conflicted. I mean, it, it would be a shame for the world to end, but it's a pretty good vault. Yeah, that's that's great. I uh, I love the I love the commitment to that. That's absolutely amazing. Um, that's that's so well done. There's parts of it that I was genuinely, is this real? Is that a real person? Is this a real thing? And I still think it is a real thing. Oh yeah, I have no idea. I I think potentially, uh, well, your man's project manager is an actor. I think no one else is. <laughs> no, no, the rest of them are actors. It says actor portrayal underneath underneath them. I didn't even count that. Yeah, so the rest of them are actors. And while they're outside having their little cookie toast, I was thinking, imagine briefing them on this gig <laughs> that you're going to pretend to be a brand manager and we're going to fly you out to Norway. <laughs> that would have been amazing to, to be working on that project. Yeah, it's amazing. So go on, yeah. Gemma, enlighten us. What's the crack? I just, I just really like it because it came from a random tweet, to be honest, and then they jumped on it. Um, and I love when brands do that. Um, you know, we see it when they follow up with kind of um, a tweet themselves and it creates a conversation, but to actually do a full activation. And I mean, it's not just any activation. It's, it's a fairly um, in-depth and detailed and mammoth task. So um, I just thought it was absolutely brilliant and i said you know they did it because of what was happening in the world as well everything was a bit doom and gloom so to create a doomsday vault again a bit of humor mm. um oreos are known for that um i i just thought that it really they they were committed to staying to you know their brand essence or staying with their brand essence and everything but they took into account what was happening in the real world and took into account uh, what a fan had said on Twitter. And I just I just love all those little dots connecting mm -hmm. um, and a really cool activation because it's very hard to make all the dots connect and then make a really cool activation on top of that. Completely. Real commitment. Yeah. Mm. And last year yeah. it did feel like the world was going to end at different stages. So like, I just love the, the, the childish um, kind of playfulness of being like, tapping into that tweet which someone was probably just an off-the-cuff tweet being like oh god i love oreos so much who's gonna save the or think of the children think of the yeah. oreos and oreo yeah. went yeah this we could do this and i just love that i love leaning I, like one of my favorite things in general even as a person as an adult is when you think of something that you couldn't do when you were a kid because you had no money or resources and then you're like you get a saturday and you're like oh i can do that now because i'm a grown-up with money and it's like that it's like oreo being run by a brand of kids it's like well the seed vault is very important and that's all great. They've got that covered. But who the fuck is going to cover the Oreos? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's That's the sentiment. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, you're right. 
we love Oreos. Protect them. Protect them at all costs. And it, in fairness, Oreo, they, like similar to the way we talked about the Skittles, that they have the authority to talk mm. about it because they, they commit to that. Oreos have complete authority to do reactive stuff like that because they're, they're oh. the ones who essentially yeah. put reactive marketing on the map with their Super Bowl blackout tweet. They're yeah. the one who suddenly their case study about having a war room ready to go at that Super Bowl then created brands have more rooms at all their major sponsorship events for for years and years and continues on afterwards. So this is just leveling up from a simple tweet done on a really quick time to a major activation done for what it is in a very quick time as well. Was it he, he said thirty days in that? So mm. you have to imagine that's all turned around within uh, a month or two. Yeah, um, it does. I, or I didn't know that there was a global seed vault. So that was a bit of news to me. Um, I'm just wondering who's going to get the golden ticket to man it if there is such a I, disastrous event I and he needs to go. Tesla I've, bots. I've, yeah, Tesla bots. I've seen a few documentaries with it in it. It's just there's a bunch of scientists just live up there. I don't know. I don't know if they know how to yeah. plant them. If, yeah. if anything does go tits up, I don't know if they're the type of people who know <laughs> what to do. And it's also yeah. they're very far from anywhere where you could plant a seed. Because it's all ice around them, so ice and rock. Yeah, they they have yeah. to figure some shit out if it all goes down. Yeah, but... yeah. So kind of enjoy that aspect of learning a bit about that. <laughs> uh, I don't know whether I need to be a bit concerned. <laughs> uh, that that that's a that's a brilliant ad. I, I I've never seen that before. Um, and it's yeah, it, it was done in a time when it was conceivable that oh, sure yeah, there's an apocalypse coming because everything was on the table after COVID mm. hit and lockdowns and all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, absolutely love it. That's that was a great great way yeah. to round out the the episode. Yeah, completely. Um, so, Gemma, if you were to before we go, if you were to talk to any of your your clients or, or brand managers out there, and they kind of were always tempted to go into this kind of weird area of humor, what would your would your advice be to them, or, or how to go about it? I think that um, we've talked about commitment, so I don't think it can be a one one off mm-hmm. um, piece of work. I think you have to think not even three years. It has to be a five year plan. Um, I, I think also you do have to have um, a sense of responsibility for the brand as well. So, you know, test it, see how it see how it does in testing. You don't have to just go off and do it and hope it's OK. Why not? Um, put a little bit of testing behind it to make sure that it's okay. Um, but I think it's about getting all parties involved at an early stage. So all your agencies, all your stakeholders, um, do it in a fun way, um, but do it in a really committed way. And we, we talk about bravery. You said you've talked about it as well. Mm-hmm. It's the hardest thing to do. That's why so few brands can do uh, th- these weird and wacky ads well. Um, because you do have to be brave as well. So commitment, bravery, bit of fun, um, and a small slither of uh, safety net responsibility as well. <laughs> yeah, and, and someone on psychedelics to come up with some of those concepts. Uh, yeah. It probably probably helps. Uh, not that we're condoning the use of psychedelics. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, and uh, to add to that, I'd just say don't don't include any pooping animals from, from uh, a loft. That would be only See, my, Aaron, my add-on to that. That just sounds like a challenge now. I, I, I was <laughs> yeah. like, I'm going to try and get us a project where we get a robot to poop on children. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> That's the next thing. And you're going to have to be part of it. Yeah. If anyone is looking for a project like that, come to vote. We can, we can search out with that. Yeah. 
Uh, Gemma, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast. Uh, there were some great ads. Uh, really kind of broaden my horizons uh, on that as well so really appreciate you you making the time and, and coming on the show great thanks man guys it's been great chatting to you and thanks for the mug as well i love that <laughs> keep it very safe well, if, if you were uh, listening to this you can uh, view all the ads uh, on uh, workwithfo.e forward slash podcast where you can see all the ads and the, the full-length episode uh, on there as well so until next week thanks very much Cheers.